Hi, friends. Uh, welcome to No Normal People. I'm your host, Stephen Henning. And I'm your host, Dixie Lee. And you may have noticed that we did not publish our regular Tuesday morning episode this week. No, we did not. The reason we uh, we chose to do this, uh, we went ahead with our regularly scheduled episode last week. And it turns out as we were realizing that social media was collectively kind of throwing their weight into what was called Blackout Tuesday. Yeah. Hashtag Blackout Tuesday. You may have seen it. A bunch of black squares ended up on Instagram. And really it was for people to kind of lend a uh, a social media presence to the Black Lives Matter movement. And Dixie and I, in never wanting to embarrass any of our guests or really like link current moments to our guests unless it comes up in the interview. We didn't want to record an intro to Krista's episode that specifically referenced where we were at with Black Lives Matter last week. But this week, we went ahead and made the decision to forego our regularly scheduled scheduled interview. And uh, we just want to talk a little bit about where Dixie and I are at with the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. And... Uh, just kind of give you a a play-by-play on our education process in the last couple weeks. Yeah, definitely. I don't know how you want to start this. So I guess to kick it off, Dixie, I think we can just go ahead and say we are fully behind Black Lives Matter. 100%. What they stand for as a movement to our black brothers and sisters and siblings. Personally, I guess as a... uh, confessional of some sort. (laughs) I don't even know what you want to call it, but the last time Black Lives Matter really got a national stage Mm -hmm. on news outlets and social media, I was the kind of person who immediately, like my hackles went up and I got incredibly defensive. Yeah. The first time around for Black Lives Matter, and of course we know this, this is not the first time around for- The first time around that you can recall as an adult human. When when the movement first started gaining steam, I was very much the kind of person who would have said, all lives matter, you're missing the point. Yeah. And I don't know, do you have any thoughts on on how that rings or what we've learned lately about that kind of response? I think so. I totally get what people are saying when they do say all lives matter. They're making a reference to the fact that it shouldn't matter what race, color, creed you are. Right. Everyone should matter. But it is drawing fr- drawing the importance away from what Black Lives Matter really is. Mm. And it's really getting behind and supporting and loving and growing and grieving and mourning with a specific group of people. Right. Absolutely. In a moment that. We, we need to give them. We need yeah. to allow them. It's like, obviously, You've seen yes, all, the, all lives matter. But right now, these are the people that need right. our love and support. And we've seen all sorts of metaphors and analogies to yeah. how all lives matter kind of sounds a little tone deaf yeah. to those those people who are still feeling that very defensive. Like, I and I totally get that feeling. Like, it's it's the feeling when you're told black lives matter and that you as a white person, you are probably susceptible to at least systemic racism. There's that like cold wave of fear in the body and your brain just descends into the lizard brain mode. And you're, I mean, you have to defend yourself. That's how you feel. And so like, we've seen all sorts of analogies and metaphors for people, for people trying to 
communicate how all lives matter sounds. It's like right. a husband asking a wife, hey, do you love me? And the wife saying, well, I love everyone. Yeah. That's not, it's not the point. It's yeah, like definitely. we have a relationship with this specific person in that analogy. And we have a relationship with this group of people being the black community in our country and in our world who are hurting and looking for validation, looking yep. for advocacy and looking for looking for people who are just willing to sit and listen. Yeah. And that's the main thing I wanted to talk about here. Like in my uh, in my process of education over the last couple of weeks. So personally, I would love to subscribe to just an overall metaphysic of the universe that's something like free will libertarianism Mm -hmm. i would love everything to come down to individual acts individual decisions so that the locus of power comes to an individual choice but as rob bell teaches in his uh everything is spiritual movie on youtube whenever you combine elements and building blocks at one level they combine to create something that has characteristics that weren't there at previous levels. Right. So atoms combine into molecules. Now mm-hmm. molecules can be make a new combination into cells. And obviously the, the jump there is molecules combining into cells. Life happens there. Right. Cells combine and become multi-celled organisms and we eventually get like human bodies. <gasps> That's me. And when you start putting people together, mm-hmm. the thing that transcends a group of people is kind of a collective consciousness or social consciousness. And this is why we talk about systemic racism being built into our country and being built into the systems, whether it be poor policing practices, training. I was thinking about it last night when we were talking about doing this episode. And I was thinking about like when you cut down a tree, you can see the growth of the tree based on the rings in the tree. Wow, that's good. Um, And... You can see in the growth uh, where it had more water, where it had less water. Maybe there was a drought one year. Maybe there was just like excessive rain another year. And you can see based on the the width of these rings mm. how well a season went. Mm. And this has nothing to do with the tree. Like the tree didn't make it rain. The tree didn't cause a fire. This is all outside things that make the rings, that make the tree what it is today. Mm -hmm. Um, Outside sources making it what it is. And that's kind of how I'm viewing like the systemic racism. Like Mm. where people of color did not do this to themselves. Like they're not causing this themselves the same way uh, the rings of a tree is, you know? Mm -hmm. Speaking from the, the place of like, I don't know. I personally grew up with a very easy childhood, very easy life. I check yeah, you did. I check every single box on the privilege meter. Yeah. White, straight, American, Christian, male. I got them all. You're man. a winner. <laughs> so like growing up that way, I just thought that life should could be this easy for everyone. Yeah. And I didn't realize that systems have been put in place over centuries in this country. Yeah. Because ultimately this country, when you look at the uh the founding generation, all these things like our nation was built on the backs of enslaved Africans yep. in the name of exploit and false prophet and false prophets. Yeah. Um, and like very much building up this American manifest destiny, exceptionalism, yep. bootstrapism, which 
don't get me wrong. Like these things do inspire me, but they inspire me because I'm on the winning side or the benefiting side. The history is written by those who win. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that. I honestly, I don't really recall ever having the conversation about racism when I was younger. I do remember like some comments from grandparents or aunts and uncles um, just because they were born in a very different time that just like didn't sound right. But the last time that we went through Black Lives Matter and now like when people say Black Lives Matter, I'm like, yes, you're yes, 100 percent. Like I've never been behind the all lives matter thing. Mm, like it doesn't okay. make sense to me that someone would be like that would that's a hard response yeah, for you to like, no, inhabit no we're not talking about you <laughs> we're talking about oh. black lives matter like it just never occurred to me that people would be like no they don't though sure if that makes sense <laughs> yeah well so uh, we don't want to make this episode very long we just wanted to have a quick chat we wanted to explain why we skipped our regularly yeah. scheduled interview this week just because we we have admittedly a small podcast, yeah, statistics and followers and listeners and all this, but it is a platform that we've kind of built for ourselves, and we wanted to make sure that we did right mm-hmm. to lend our voices to the Black Lives Matter movement. I think it's important. go to protests if you can, yeah. if you feel safe with COVID out there, wear a mask. I think it's important for us to also mention that, like, our podcast is mm. pretty white. It's true. And that is only based on where we live. Like we live in Billings, Montana. Definitely. It's like a reflection. Like if you don't know Montana, Montana is predominantly white. It's a reflection of our Yellowstone Valley yeah. demographic as a whole. It's but it's not also, that we're actively avoiding people of color. Right. And it's we also, would love to have people of color, but we also don't want to have people of color on just to fill like that quota. Right. Because as we're learning, yeah. tokenism is another brand of racism that we don't that we don't need to perpetuate we want to talk to everyone doesn't matter what race you are absolutely we want to talk to everyone well yeah and like i said it's reflective of our yellowstone valley demographic it's also reflective of just our community yeah the people we know happen to be a lot of whites yeah you and i are i mean we have a lot of family and friends that are people of color we just haven't gotten to them on our list yet you know so wanted to clear that up too <laughs> sure i think that's it uh any resources we wanted to say yeah. i kind of had a list of things that i, I wanted to go through i didn't I'm, want to so we've had a few fresh life people on mm-hmm. on our show we are not we don't work for fresh life and we <laughs> we attend fresh life but this isn't like if you don't go to fresh life you should go to fresh life right i think you should go to fresh life i love fresh life but that being said, our pastor, Pastor Levi Lesko, this last weekend gave an amazing message that I think is very important, especially for white American Christians in this time right now um, to listen to. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was such a good message. So the talk was titled The Upper Hand. You yeah. can find it on YouTube, wherever you get podcasts. Go find him on Instagram. You'll it see was, clips of it all it over the place. It was so, so good. I, st- I don't cry during anything. It's very, I, yeah. I feel nothing. And I was just like moved to tears. It was amazing. It was an amazing message. Mm-hmm. I'm working on putting together a, a post on my blog with a lot more 
very specific links to everything I'm kind of yeah. sourcing as I learn and as I educate myself. So be on the lookout for that. It'll be stephengheningblog slash Black Lives Matter. But things I just wanted to toss out there for people to start looking into. Look up Jane Elliott and the mm-hmm. blue and brown eyes experiment she did in the 1950s. Yeah. Incredibly powerful stuff on YouTube there. Me being a podcast addict, a few podcasts I'll mention is the one you feed. Yep. He has had guests like Austin Channing Brown and Ruth King on. Those were rebroadcasts since from before this particular moment for right. Black Lives Matter, but they are fantastic conversations. You're reading Just Mercy right now too, aren't you? I am. I'm reading Just Mercy um, by Brian that's Stevenson. On Amazon Prime right now. Mm-hmm. The movie is on Amazon Prime right now. So if you don't have the book, I would suggest the movie. Yep. Uh, let's see. The On Being podcast with Krista Tippett interviewing Resma Manikam was fantastic. Uh, the Next Right Thing podcast with Emily P. Freeman. Yeah. She had an episode con- called On Racism. Yeah. Essentially just um, like the, uh, how do we open ourselves up to yeah, this and how do we you, listen? I don't typically read nonfiction, but I have started a new fiction book um, that I think would be an excellent read in a time like this as well, which is C.S. Lewis, The Silent Planet, which is the first of the three space trilogy. Yeah, that's books. Out of the Silent Planet. Yeah, Out of the Silent Planet. Um, And it talks about the different races on this planet that one of the characters visits. And right. it is very interesting to read. And it definitely was something that I was surprised helped me have insight in a situation like this. So if you're not into nonfiction... Out of the Silent Planet is an excellent read for right for this kind of situation. Yeah, that's a good one. And I'll be posting a list of books that are, full disclosure, books that are on my wish list to get onto my right. shelf, but yeah. I have not read yet. Yeah. But they've been recommended to me time and time again by podcasts and by yeah, other people that I follow on Twitter and Instagram and all that. Keeping going on the podcast train real quick, Brene Brown has a fantastic podcast yep. called Unlocking Us. And two of her most recent guests were Ibram Kendi and Austin Channing Brown. Right. Both are fantastic conversations that were recorded since everything with George Floyd happened. Good episodes to listen to. Again, we mentioned the Fresh Life Church sermon called The Upper Hand. I mean, just scroll down the Liturgist podcast feed (laughs) and find anything having to do with race. Those have been fantastic to me. Listen to the music of William Matthews. He's one of the contributors to the Liturgist. Specifically, he has a song called... Will I'll Be Free, free, featuring Lisa Gunger. So good. Just, it's good stuff. Thank you, my friends, for uh, listening to the podcast here. Dixie and I just wanted to jump in, say, unequivocally, Black Lives Matter, regardless of what you think of the political movement itself, like, this is a time for white people like us, who have grown up in considerably more privilege than many in Mm -hmm. our country, and that saddens us to say, but we have- um, this is a time for us to listen. This is a time for us to be educated. And really, we just wanted to put out this episode and say, like, we are fellow students with you. Yeah. So if you're confused about anything we've said so far, about what we've been learning, about what we think, DM us. Yeah, feel free to reach to out. Us. We'd love to talk about it. One of my favorite practices right now, because w- when things like this happen, it's really easy for me to get like huge surges of what I would like to think is righteous anger. Right. And... You know, we do need to pay attention to that and make sure it doesn't become like the white savior complex either. But one of my things to just slow down is literally just slowing down with the prayer, Lord, have mercy 
Christ mm-hmm. have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy. Just on infinite repeat. Yeah. Like that's all my heart feels right now. It's just a time for us to pay attention. Time for us to learn. Yeah. So I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you for sticking with us in this short episode. We will be back next Tuesday with a brand new episode. But in the meantime, listen to black and brown voices, educate yourselves, and identify ways that you can first acknowledge your privilege and then figure out how you can turn that around and use it yeah, for the good use, of what's happening in yeah, our country right definitely. now. Definitely. So You've been given a platform to speak from that a lot of people haven't. So be sure to use your voice for good things and not to tear people down. Yes, absolutely. And the whole time you should remember that the only normal people you know are the ones you don't know very well. Yeah.